You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 193 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday, wacky Wednesday, hump day Wednesday. Almost there, folks, middle of the week. What's happening, boys and girls? Tell you, some things are going down here at the Fourth Line Voice office. Um... The schedule has been, um, uh, there's been a little upheaval, to so to speak. Um, yeah, a little uncertainty going on here, folks. Um, my wife uh, came down with the COVID, yes, and uh, I guess we finally got it. Like I said, I think everyone in this world is going to get it at some point, but um, she's got it. Uh, she had a rough yeah, Friday, she was she came home from school and uh, she was not feeling good, had all the symptoms, but tested negative. We both tested. She tested negative. Well, we both tested negative. Um, Saturday, uh, was not feeling re- at really good at all on Saturday. Tested negative again. It's like, really? Me too. And then uh, Sunday, test. And uh, I happened to be at work. I was working on overtime on Sunday and she sent me a text uh, 
Sunday morning there and said she had tested positive. So uh, I'm actually waiting for the other shoe to drop. I have actually kept, I've tested uh, every day and I keep testing negative. So uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess at some point, I, I, I would assume it's inevitable that I will get it here. But uh, uh, she's doing all right now, just basically snotty nose and uh, coughing at this point. But um, yeah, she's sort of been uh, uh, upstairs. I've sort of been downstairs. You know, we try to, um, you know, distance as best you can. Although a part of me, I don't know, like I said, because neither of us have had it before. So I was just like, you know, and, you know, we're both vaccinated and everything and all that stuff, all the boosters and everything. So it's like, you know, I said at this point, I said, I almost just want like, just sneeze on my face or something. Just get it over with, um, you know, but there's always in the back of your mind, right? I mean, you never know and whatever. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess if you, if you don't have to get it, it's probably a good thing. I'm assuming I'm going to get it at some point. It's funny though. It's, it's funny how your mind plays tricks on you because when she sent me the text, um, that she t- tested positive, I was just finishing up work and I was, and, uh, I had about 10 minutes left. And right when she's telling me, I'm like, oh, that's shitty. You know, you feel okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you need anything? No, I'm good. Okay. So I'm kind of just, I'm just kind of finishing up work. Oh, then right away, but oh, maybe, maybe I'm getting a little tight in the chest here. You know, I'm thinking, you know, your mind just starts playing tricks with you. Right. And it's like, no, you're fine. Stop. You know, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, so the, obviously that's sort of, um, uh, you know, put of, uh, changed a few things around um like i said i mean obviously we're in the same house and everything like that but uh basically it's sort of been an upstairs downstairs kind of deal and and uh, and everything else so um and i've actually been that's the thing you'd always hate like i'm like i said i'm assuming i'm gonna get it or i have it and i just haven't tested positive yet but uh i mean i feel okay other than snotty nose but i mean you know with the snow i'm allergic to mold snow mold anyway so that's probably what it, what it is. So, um, I don't know other than that, but, uh, you know, you always hate to like give it to anybody. Right. So it's, you know, basically at work, I, I mean, I work on my, 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 but easy for you to say, I work by myself anyway, but I've been like coming in early before everyone else and kind of getting out and just getting out in the truck, going, doing my shit. And then basically just parking it, kind of going to the locker rooms, you know, give the distant wave to everybody and then leave. So I haven't really been around anybody at work for the last few days. So, um, yeah, so I've been kind of just on my own and in and out and yeah, starting early. And and now when I say starting early, it's basically, you know, up at 4.15 and then, you know, starting at 5 a.m., which you just hate life when the alarm's going on at 4.50, off at 4.15 and you're driving in. It's just like, ugh. But like once you kind of get going and there's like no one around and no one out in the streets and you're kind of just like zooming along and you get all your shit done pretty quick, you know, and then you're like leaving work at like quarter to two. It's like, okay, this is pretty sweet actually. You know, you're pretty happy with yourself that you got up, but yet that initial hatred when the alarm's going off. Um, yeah. So anyway, like anybody tuned in is giving a shit, but, uh, for those who have asked, no, my wife is, is doing fine. Like I said, she's just, you know, at this point, it's just a general seasonal sickness. But, uh, yeah, I think she, she said Saturday was pretty rough, though. She was not feeling great Saturday. But, uh, no, it bounced back. So she's, uh, you know, doing all right. But, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of waiting my turn here. But, yeah, so far, negative po- or negative tests anyway. Um, so 
um, you know, between work and everything else, it's sort of, uh, like I said, it's kind of thrown a wrench into a few things because, uh, some of the things that she was going to go do just, I mean, little like grocery shop, whatever. I mean, obviously I've went out and done it and, uh, had to go pick up a few things for her and shit. So, um, uh, I haven't really, and, and work and work got, like I said, I had to go work going on Sunday and I've started early and whenever you start early, it's like, yeah, yeah. I just haven't, um my mind hasn't been on like interviewing anybody or anything like that. So, um, I apologize, uh, folks for, uh, this sort of haphazard slap together, um, episode. I actually wasn't going to do one today, but, uh, had some free time here tonight. It's like I said, it's already nine 30. Um, you know, four four fifteen comes early, but, uh, um, I just wanted to like, just talk to you guys. I don't know. I just wanted to hit record and talk to you guys for a little bit. And, um, got a few things to talk about. Uh, um, well, before I do that, like I said, we'll, we'll do the sponsors and stuff. And then, uh, you know, like I said, remember the hockey podcast network, there's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. Of course, there'll be all those shows will be hopping and busy now with the trade deadline that just went through. And I mean, they'll be talking about who they lost, who they got and, on all that stuff. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, for my off network friends, of course, I got Florida mud boy, mud show down there. Old Alec code and sale in there at the five for fighting podcast. He's a member of the six pack coverage network. He just interviewed Jack Gregg, returning guest, uh, former minor league tough guy and uh, now coach. And, uh, you know, they just talk about, uh, about halfway, uh, a little, well, I should say about a quarter way in. And they just talk about the coaching and, and the differences of the hockey now and then. And, um, yeah, I have to, uh, wrap that. Like I said, I have to, I will finish listening to that tomorrow. But, uh, I, I listened to Jack's initial interview that, uh, Alec did way back when, and it was tremendous. And, uh, definitely give Alec's show a, a listen. Um, I laugh. He's moving. He's moving to North Carolina here in a couple weeks. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I've been really busy. I'm training the new guy at work here to take over for me and stuff. Oh, fuck. That'd be about a five-minute fucking PowerPoint presentation. Taking over. What? Yeah, how to drive around, look, hold a clipboard and chew. That's that's what we're teaching today. Yeah. Imagine that course. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, if you want to, uh, yeah, the Five for Fighting YouTube channel, uh, give, look that up. Alec has been putting up the East Coast League fights, uh, from this year. Go, he's going to go into the back catalog for last year as well. He's put up a few, but once the season kind of wraps up, he's going to go back and, and check the, uh, the back catalog and, and, and start adding the older fights. But, uh, yeah, let's get him to a thousand subs. That's the goal. And, uh, he's at 700 and some now. It's gaining traction pretty quick. So, I know some of his videos have been like hit pretty good. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, and also, like I said, his, I bust his balls, but his back catalog is pretty good with by Lois and Ray and, uh, Segroy and all those guys. It, uh, it, it's a, it, he does a good job. So, oh God, that hurts to say. Um, but, uh, no, he's, he tremendous. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, in the, in the next little bit, how many episodes he's going to have out. Like I said, they're moving and everything. So, um, but five for fighting podcast. Then of course, give it a little from the heart of New York city, from the world's most famous arena, MSG Broadway, Joe Lazito. That's right, folks. 
you need anything, you hit, you head down to the MSG box office, start yelling Lazito's name around, see where that gets you. Doors will open. They might be the back door, but the doors will open. But no, give, give Joe, uh, give, give Joe a shout out. Uh, he is the creator of the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It's a New York Islander based podcast. See, that's the, that's the kind of flex Joe has. I see all these reporters here and, and all the, well, all these journalists and these goofs with their, the flex as the Gen Zers call it. Um, you talk about flex. Joe has an Islander podcast. And he works at MSG. That's a flex. Rest of you guys, I don't know. You're just posers, but, uh, no. Coliseum Chronicles, like I said, he's interviewed Fakoda, Bolton, Asham, Strudwig, on and on. Joe's the man, I'm telling you. Uh, check it out. Even though, hey, Joe, like I said, Joe, Joe, despite putting fish in the microwave in the break room, he says he doesn't, but you know he does. And, uh, you can get, you can get away with that. Like I said, Islander podcast working at MSG. Nobody's saying nothing. What are you going to say to Joe Lazito? But there you go. Tremendous. Joe does a tremendous job. And actually his latest episode with my friend Yuka. Um, and it is, uh, it's a really good episode. It's about Andre Skrupko, uh, Ukrainian tough guy, uh, played in the minors in the nineties, early two thousands. Um, and they talk about his early career and going, coming over to the North America and what he had to go through and some of his fights. But right now, of course, being in the Ukraine, um, he has picked up arms and is defending his country. And, uh, you know, and he's a hockey, 46 year old hockey coach. And, uh, but those, the brave folks over there are, uh, are, are battling it out. And, uh, and like I said, he's Yuka's friend. And, uh, and, and it's just, and it's a real, it's a real solid episode and a real eye opening episode. Not only just with his story, but when you just think about what he's doing now and going through and, and like Yuka there in Finland, I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're right on the border there and, and there's a lot of shit going down. I mean, I don't have to tell anybody listening. Everybody knows what's going on with the, with the whole Russia Ukraine conflict and Finland's right there. And, uh, yeah, it's scary times that we're living in. And I hope, uh, you could stay safe and, and Andre could come home and, and, uh, we can, uh, you know, this, this gets wrapped up and, uh, and settled, uh, cause this isn't, you know, no one wants this. So, um, you know, I mean, the, you know, I, I joke with Joe and everything else and, and bust Yuka's balls online and we have good laughs back and forth. But, uh, you know, when it's, uh, when it's something like this, this is serious stuff. And, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it's a good episode. Um, and of course, Yuka's raising money at the, between UNICEF and everything else. And he does a great job. A great guy. Two good dudes. Give it a listen. And, uh, yeah. Broadway Joe Lazito, Coliseum Chronicles podcast. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, guys. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, today's episode, I don't want to call it a throwaway episode because I never want to do that. But uh, um, sort of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a, a, lower, a lower key episode today. Um, you know, a, a few things. Would, I, I, I joked, I said, I said on Twitter that... Uh, Tonight I was going to talk about the, uh, the who won and lost the NHL trade deadline. But I'm kidding. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, of course that's the big news yesterday, right? You know, and I mean, whatever. I get it. But if you're a fan of whatever this is, but um, 
I was laughing. Remember back in the day, back in the day, like te- teams that already were tough would like pick up another tough guy, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we just need to add some toughness for the playoffs," you know. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I don't, it, it's it's just funny how the the my uh, and now I had it I had it right in front of me who what the article was uh, or what the trade deadline was who they picked up. Oh, son of a bitch. I, I can't remember now, but it was like, like the Canucks picked up Tim Hunter or something like that. It was, oh, we need a veteran tough guy for the playoffs or something. And it was, just, and they already had like whoever, like Ojik and Brashear and shit. It's like, I can't remember just using that as an example, but it was something like that. And it was, and it was just funny to, to read it because it's, I mean, um, ah, what, what team was it now? Yeah, uh, Delorey, Anaheim traded him to, uh, with the Wild and everybody. Well, why don't we pick up a goon? It's like, oh God. You know, it's just a goon. Okay. Um, <laughs> just shit like that. I don't know. And I see like, I mean, like I said, everybody knows who listens to this show knows that I don't, I don't watch hockey anymore, or give a shit or whatever, but I always just laugh. And I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I don't, this is just my ignorant opinion on it, but like Mark Andre Fleury got traded to the yeah he went to the Wild too. Um, can somebody explain the Fleury thing to me? Like I like they fucking talk like this guy's Jacques Plante or something Ken Dryden. I mean it's like oh I won three cups. I'm like well did he? He won one. He was a net for one of them. He was hurt the other two. Like. You know, I'm not knocking the guy. I mean, he's a decent, obviously, he's a good goalie and everything. But, I mean, people talk like this guy walks on water. And it's just like, I don't, is he that good? Like, you know, I, I mean, what is he? Like, somebody say he's like 37, 38 years old. It's like, okay, so, and I mean, I hear he's a really nice guy. I know he's a hero in Vegas. He's a really nice guy and everything. And, I mean, this isn't a knockoff. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to fuck Marc-Andre Fleury or anything. I mean, I could care less either way but it's just like I I, a bunch of guys at work were talking about him and like um I don't know like you know I mean like they're you know he's in Chicago that's always it's the big rumor oh there's certain teams that Leaf guy at work really wanted him to get the Leaf I mean it probably would have helped the Leafs I guess but you know it's just Whatever. I mean, I, again, I haven't been around like today. I wasn't there today to talk with everybody about the about the trades or whatever. But uh, it's just the guys we talked about it earlier. But uh, like I said, the same thing to him, and I'm like, is he that? Good? Oh, he's awesome. And it's like, is he? Like, I, maybe I don't like. I'm 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 just I'm not trying to be a wise ass. I'm just at, like, is he that good? Like I I don't know, but. Anyway, that's just something as I'm sitting here, I'm just wondering out loud, but no, back in the day, like I said, it was, uh, like I, I always liked when the tough guys got picked up and, uh, you know, that was, uh, I had, I had mentioned it on Twitter last night and it was, uh, it actually, I got a lot of feedback on the tweet, but, uh, yeah, I said the, the only thing that was about trade, trade deadline, I can remember the next day, it was, of course, cause there's no internet back then, right? So you had to get the local paper and the transaction column and uh, yet, go down and sit downstairs in front of the uh, Sega, the Sega Genesis, and uh, 
fired up with a super big gulp and a tin of chew, and uh, you're pulling the all-nighter, man, making moves. You had to update them rosters. There was none of this patch bullshit. Like, no, you had to do that shit manually. I can't remember what year it was. I think it was about 96. It was like when you tried to make a trade sometimes, it was like, oh, roster exceeds limit or something, so you couldn't do the trades. You had to move guys around and, oh, shit. It was it was a... I'm telling you, folks, it was a, it was a, I'll tell you, it was like a math problem, yeah, figuring out who to move and where, and sometimes if the guy wasn't in the game, you had to create him and shit, oh, I tell you, it was, uh, what a chore, but uh, you had to have, for some reason, man, it must, I don't know what it was, but you had to have, like, the exact rosters, like, there was nothing worse, you know, especially, like, the big name stuff, but it was like, I was right down into, like, the whole deal, like, I was moving, I was moving six defensemen. I didn't give a shit. Like, you know, if you're not on the team, you're not on the team. If you, you're supposed to be here, you're going there. But, uh, yeah, that was always, uh, the big, the big deal during trade deadline was, uh, you know, old school newspaper out. Yeah. These kids nowadays, they don't know how good they got to just update their little patch on their PlayStation and away they go. Someone's doing it all for them. But, uh, brought up the, uh, the Sega Genesis, the old Genesis days. What was your favorite incarnation of the uh, NHL series? Um, I know I, I always read and everybody goes, oh, NHL 94 was the greatest hockey game ever. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that was the one that didn't have fighting. Fuck NHL 94. Oh, I can tell you, like NHL 93, we were like massive fans of, you know, you make the dude's head bleed and all that and all the fights and everything. So, of course, when 94 comes out, oh, you know, first day it's out, we're down there buying it and buy it, like, there was no, oh, because there were some games, remember back in the day, um, this is, anybody, like, under 25, it's going to go completely over your head, but I can remember, you know, you'd go to Blockbuster, or Rogers Video here, and you'd rent the game first, because then you got to check it out, see if it's any good, of course, you get a few days late charges on that every time, and then, uh, if it was good, you'd go and buy it, well, there was no renting NHL 94, like, you know, you every time it came out, you were getting it, right, you know, as soon as it was available, so I remember getting home, throwing in NHL 94, you start playing, oh yeah, 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 it's weird, why don't these guys fight or whatever, all of a sudden you look, start reading the instructions, yeah, no fighting in this year's game, I remember almost wanting to return it, it was just like, this is some bullshit, like, I remember, I remember thinking the gameplay was better in 94 than it was in 93, but it's just the no fighting thing and the no blood, thing, that just, the blood thing, whatever, the blood thing was more funny than anything else, but the no fighting thing was just bullshit but they finally brought it back i think probably the 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 uh the version that we i don't know it's probably 96 is that the one with scott stevens on the front i think that's the one that probably got the most play from us because i think that's when we had i had moved out and i was living in a house with my buddy mike and stuff and all of us would come over and play it i think it was 96 that yeah it would have been but uh but NHL 93 was the big one for sure that, you know, with the names and the bleeding in the head and, you know, and all the tough guys. And, um, yeah, man, we had some wars on that Sega Genesis, you know, uh, um, uh, Roenick and, uh, who was like, you know, th- like the greatest player of all time. And, uh, you know, it was always the classic, uh, you know, you'd have the, um, the, the Chicago Detroit Wars, just because, uh, you know, Roenick versus, you know, you'd have like Constantinoff for them, like 
blasted everybody, but like Jeremy Roenick, for whatever reason, I don't know, whoever was the creator of NHL 93 must have been a huge JR fan because like he was easily the most dominant player in the game. You know, I mean, hitting and I mean, he, the only thing that would, that, uh, I remember that would, whatever you were playing somebody that was using Chicago, that was always hilarious is, um, you know, right at the end of the first, first period, do a quick line change and stuff. And I'd always put like Probert out right away. If I was being Detroit, I put him out right on the, right on the opening face off of the second period and him and Roenick would fight right away. So now you got Roenick out for the whole second period, right? So. That was always funny, but uh, that would always piss off whoever you were playing. But you try to counter that with Grimson, and yeah, it was um, yeah the good old days of the NHL '93 for the yeah, Sega Genesis. We were always Genesis guys. I know some people were Super Nintendo, but uh, we were a, we were a Sega Genesis family. But uh, I it got me thinking about the rosters and stuff, and. Uh, I decided to look up NHL 93 with the, with the rosters and, and I found a site here that's got the rankings or the ratings of each player. So it's like the Boston Bruins, like, so Cam Neely is like an 82, right? And, uh, but then you go down and it's like Lyndon Byers, like you got Neely 82, Oates 80, Carpenter 77. Vladimir Ruzitska, remember Vladimir Ruzitska, 73, Juno, 66, then Lyndon Byers, 15, oh God, Ray Bork, 86, there you go, hey, remember the Bob Beers, I always said Bob Beers either should have been number 12 or number 24, that's what I think, but imagine Beers, number 12, Beers, 12, oh, come on, That that's marketing right there, it writes itself. And Buffalo. See, Buffalo was usually my team just because of May and Ray. But yeah, Ray was 33, May was 31, and, and then Gore Donnelly was, uh, uh, 18. I, I was, I was looking at these, uh, rankings that kind of made me laugh. I mean, really, would you have Ray as a better player than Brad May? Mm, okay. Calgary. Yeah. Baruby at 31. Neil Sheehy at 17. Ugh, Neil Sheehy. Yeah. Roenick, 95 ranking. Then Larmer, 81. Rob Brown, 71. Brian Noonan, yeah, Dirk Graham. Stu Grimson was a 24. Chelios, Steve Smith. Steve Smith and Chelios are really were a hell of a duo on this game. Rowdy Roddy Buskis, 26. There you go. What was Probert? 77. There you go. Edmonton. Who was Edmonton? Oh, fucking Kalima, 73. Yeah. Scott Mellenby, 51. Like, who who's doing these rankings? That's Bush League. Buckberger, 48. Mailey, 40. Hartford, who do you got? Uh, Jim McKenzie, 31. There you go. L.A. Jay Miller, 40. Marty, 48. Jesus, Larry Robinson. Larry Robinson at 48. McSorley at 48. I mean, I know Larry's at the end of the line, but, you know. Brent. I forgot Brent Thompson was on this game. 20. Hmm. I like Brent Thompson. Churla, 22. No Basil? Huh. Basil was gone at this time. All right. Oh, I think he was on Tampa. Wasn't that when Tampa was like the expansion team? They just loaded up. Montreal. Nyland, 37. Ewan, 28. Old Line, 51. Yeah, Patrick Watt, 95. Yeah, he was kicking. Was Oh, yeah, Broder wasn't in the league yet. Uh, New Jersey, Randy McKay, 44, 
the Islanders. Mick Fakota, 20. 93. Well, I guess Baumgartner's in Toronto at that point. I'm like, where's Canada? But I guess he was in Toronto. We'll get there. Where are the Rangers here? Joey Koser, 44. Ty Domi, 20. Jeff Boogaloo, 51. Ottawa, just awful. Yeah, Mike Peluso, 37. I laugh, their roster's like super tiny. Jim Thompson, 26. Darcy Lowen, 4. Jesus, that's rough. 4. Philadelphia. Dan Kordick, 17. Dave Brown, 13. Mario, 91. Pittsburgh, it was Loney. Jay Caulfield, 17. There you go. Quebec. Who's on Quebec? Herb Raglan, 33. Tony Twist, 5. Oh, he's still, well, there you go. Tony Twist, still two points better than, uh, than Darcy Lowen. So Darcy Lowen at 3 might be the worst all-time player on 93. Jeff Audgers, 28. Ah, come on. Audgers is better than 28. That's weak. Link Gates, 36. St. Louis, Kimball 15, Chase 13, Tampa, Shane, St- I didn't know they had Shane Stevenson on this game, sweet, 7, there you go, Basil was 24, Rob DeMaio 33, shit, he's better than 33, oh, Mike Hartman 35, man, Tampa was a bad team, their rosters are really small too, uh, see, I, I remember now, now that I'm saying this, I remember when you do the trade deadline when like Tampa and like Ottawa and shit would pick up guys. Brutal. I'm trying to do the rosters because it's like their rosters were so small to begin with. Yeah, you go, oh yeah, I had to create a ton of guys. Toronto, you had Wendell at 62. B- Baumgartner, two. Oh, there you go. Ken Baumgartner. Oh, and then they got him wearing number eight as well. Yeah. Bomber, two. Well, that's... <laughs> I believe that's the, that's got to be the worst rating on the game. Ojik thirty one. There you go. Uh, Washington. Kiprios is forty. Winnipeg. Cronin, the Barbarian eleven. See, they even got Sean Cronin eleven. So there you go. In NHL ninety three, if anybody ever asks you who was the worst ranked player, Ken Baumgartner two. That's a damn shame that Ken was a two. But I laughed because my buddy Mike was like Mr. Maple Leaf. So, I mean, I I, uh, I fought Baumgartner many times on this game. Um, I know he was tough as shit. I know that on this game. But, um, yeah, there you go. Like, everyone's like, really? You just, re- you just re- read off the rankings for NHL 93. But I'm thinking most of my listeners probably played these games, I would think. But no, I just found it, uh, um, you just go back and look at the rosters, man, and it was just, uh, you see the names and, oh, brings back some, yeah, the Wales Conference and the Campbell Conference. Uh, yeah, you uh, played a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a, lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of hours spent playing this, that's for sure. Actually, it's funny. You can play. You can uh, upload uh, um, upload the game and play. That um, I do that for old time's sake. Maybe I'll 
fire up NHL 93. I'll figure out how to download it and play it on here. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, uh, and it's always funny looking back on it because I can remember when we played it. Um, I can remember the first time because I guess what would it be, 92? Would that be the first year it came out, 91? I remember it just had the numbers. Remember it had, like, it was, the numbers would be the guys, but it didn't have their names, but it kept, like, but I remember going over to my friend Jason Spiri's place and I remember he had, he had, I think he had rented a Genesis and he was playing it and it was the greatest game I'd ever seen. Like we were in high school, but it was like, it was 91 or 92. And it was like, cause up before then your only reference was like basically blades of steel or, uh, or, uh, you know, NHL ice hockey or Nintendo ice hockey, you know, with the fat guy or skinny guy or whatever. Um, I'd always take one skinny and two fats cause the fat guys could knock everyone around and then the skinny guy would just fly around. But, um, that was your only reference and there was no, like, even with Blades of Steel, it wasn't like it was real guys. So all of a sudden this Genesis came out and then like, you know, and then when 93 came out and it kept track of stats and had all the names and everything, it was like, and I could just, it's so funny now because it's just like, I remember at the time we we're like, this is the best, this is the best it's ever going to be. Like, this is the greatest thing we'd ever seen. Graphics are the best. This is the best game ever. And, uh, you know. I mean, shit, now you turn out, what is it, PlayStation 5? You turn out, it's like you're watching the real game. You know, it's unbelievable now. I mean, not that I'm a big video game guy anymore. I'm not a big gamer guy. I mean, I have a PlayStation 4 sitting here, but I think it's it's been turned on literally three times. Um, I feel bad. My wife got it for me for my birthday, like, I don't know, four years ago or three years ago. But, um, yeah, I should get back into the NHL. I have NHL, I don't know, 20, 19, something. I don't know. I should give it a go. Apparently, I know you can create your guy and like go through juniors and the minors and everything now. So that sounds like really fun. That sounds like, and you can just take your shift and stuff and you create your guy. You can make an enforcer and shit. So I think that's like kind of right up my alley. I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm, I might sit down and do that. But, uh, but yeah, man, NHL 93. God, we played that for a long time. Yeah. And they kept the stats and everything. Yeah. Like I said, it was, uh, great times and, uh, the old video game. Oh, and I can remember like, You'd go to house parties. It sounds so funny, but you know, you'd, you'd go, uh, well, you always go to somebody's house. You get pre-gaming, right? You start drinking, whatever. Inevitably, the, the Genesis comes on. You're, you're playing a tournament. So you have like the round, cause the games are so fast, right? They're five minutes, but I think they even went faster in five minutes. But I mean, a game would take, you know, whatever, 15 minutes. And then next guy would play. And we, well, we'd literally have like Sega tournaments while we were drinking. And then, you know, and then you'd go out, right? And go to wherever you were going. But yeah, from about, I don't know, whatever, you'd get over to the guy's place about 6.30, 7 o'clock, drink till like 9, 9.15, 9.30, and then head out to wherever you're going. And uh, yeah, that became just like the ritual uh, in high school because 93 was like a grade 12 year. So it was like, oh yeah, NHL 93. It was a lot of drunken NHL 93 games. But, um, oh yeah, I remember somebody got like the four-way controller thing. So all you, so like the four of us would play and oh man, we'd have, we'd have wars on that damn thing. More so, I think it was, that's when I was like NHL 96. I think that's when we had the four way kind of going because that's when I live with Mike. And I remember my friend Sheldon and Jared and them coming over and we'd play like, we'd sit there, just drink beers and play like four way NHL 96 for hours. But, uh, yeah, good times, good times. Um, Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything that I'm yapping about, but I went from trade deadline talking about flurry to video games. But, um, 
yeah, somebody had brought that up, and I was just, uh, I, I went and looked it up online. But yeah, like I said, everybody, everything I read is like NHL '94, greatest hockey game ever. No fighting, fuck off. It is not. But um, no, the one thing I will say about the trade deadline. Now we're done talking about video games, but um, the trade deadline. I mean, it's not just the deadline, but it, it became. I mean, of course, my social media feed. That's all it was yesterday. Was people talking about whoever and who we picked up. Oh God. And afterwards, who won? Who do you think won the deadline? It's like, nobody's played for their new team. I always, who, I always hate that. Who won the trade? Well, it just happened. Like they haven't even played yet for their new team, but we're already talking about who won the trade. Like, Oh God, fans are douchebags. But I said, well, I'm going to get into a whole, this whole thing about, it's just in world and shit. Like, does anybody have any fucking class anymore? Like, seriously. Like, you just, or any professionalism. Like, I was reading the NHL things, and like I said, as I'm scrolling them, you know when the, you know when professionalism is lost? When, like, air quotes, journalists, when their Twitter feed looks exactly like Leaf Boy 69's Twitter feed, there's something wrong. And it's like you read these and it's like, is this satire? Like, is this really like you're attaching your name to this tweet? And then you look and it's like, oh, the athletic writer for the Nashville Predators or, you know, or the hockey news or what? Like, these are like major, like, companies or TSN well, not so much TSN well the TSN radio guys yeah who's the one douche out in Vancouver Dimitri or whatever that guy's a clown but it's like yeah TSN I don't know I the one guy I can't even remember what it was it's like some he works for TSN 560 radio or whatever I'm laughing I'm like I got 2,000 more followers than this guy does and like you're supposed to be on the radio like you know tells you how popular you are you know but it's just like like I said, there's no professionalism. Like, it's one thing, oh, they traded Joe to here for Tim. Like, okay, you know, whatever. And this frees up the cap space, or this is the left winger that the GM has said he was looking for. Whatever. Like, just report the news. Like, you remember back when, like, Bob McKenzie was, like, the head, or the air quote, TSN insider? You can say what you want about Bob McKenzie, but the guy had, he was professional. And he never, like, did this slarmy, douchey shit. And, of course, there's no social media for most of his career. But even now that he's on there. But it's just like, and most, and, like, some of the guys are okay. But it's just like, I guess in this 24-7 news, like, you have to be reporting all the time. And, you know, people's attention spans of a goldfish. So it's like, just constantly flashing lights. you got to give them information. So I, I, I guess they feel the need to... Like, you gotta be first, or you, you have to, like, oh, what did the kids say? Oh, yeah, you're flex, or hot take, bro. Like, you gotta come up with whatever millennial Gen Z douche saying it is. Like, it, it's just this, like, you're, you're basically willing to, like, just sacrifice your integrity or professionalism just to have some tweet of yours trend, or, you know, like, just, I'm reading the one leaf one and they're talking and, and, and then it goes to MVP talk and they're, the one guy's like, um, 
Well, I get. I think we can all just agree now that Austin Matthews is probably the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf ever. Like, just like that's something like Matthews fan sixty eight would say. But this clown, like, I think he wrote for the Athletic or he wrote for somebody. He had credentials in his bio, like, and I mean, and, well, really, just. I don't have anything against Austin Matthews. I could give a shit, really. But it's just, why? Why write that? I don't understand. I mean, like, how long has like, Austin Matthews been in the league for, what, four years? You know, so, oh, yeah, he's, you know, we'll put him above Keon and Sittler and Gilmore and Sandine and Salming and all that. We just, because we have to... That's our hot take for the day to get people, like, so it, you know, of course, and then of course it has a million replies, so he's probably, oh, that worked, you know, he's sitting back and, you know, cause that, that worked, you know, I got people's attention with that. But that's the thing, it's like you're, you're, you remember in elementary school, like the fucking kid that would eat worms in the, on the playground to get attention? Like that's basically what you are, you're the worm eater. So you're gonna just tweet stupid shit to get attention. Okay, like you're that desperate for it? Like imagine, I don't, like I can't imagine, like I'm just going to sacrifice like any sort of integrity that I have or professionalism or, you know, and I'll just, I'll stoop down to the level of fanboy idiot on social media. And I'm like, who hired, like, and as, like if you're the athletic, like I mean, I guess it's all about social, uh, you know, um, social media engagement and I get, you know, and they will say, oh, any press is good press or whatever. Like, I guess that's what their whole thing is, is to get, like, likes and retweets and stuff. But it's just, like, at what cost? Like, to your own personal. Like, I just look at some of these guys, you read their, and you just read their timeline. And it's just, like, you can't believe any of this shit, do you? Like, you just write bullshit. Like, it's such a foreign concept to me. Again, I'm not a journal. I'm not getting paid for this. But, I, I like, when I, like, I put a million tweets out. And Facebook posts and stuff. Everything I've ever tweeted at the time, I thought was, I believed to be true. And I meant it. Like I didn't post it or tweet it to, oh, I sure hope people will like this, you know, or retweet this, or I hope this will cause some controversy. Like, I mean, I've said shit that I know that's going to fire up the fucking rubes. And get like the new age geeks all fired up. But I meant what I said. Like I, I, it wasn't just something to, oh, I'm going to troll somebody and just say this to get them mad. Like, no, when I say shit on Twitter, I mean it. Like, you know, it's not just something I'm saying to, like I said, to, to get everybody to, in my mentions. Like, no, I'll, when I say it, I mean it. But it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, like, I mean, I guess this, this point has no ending. My bit has no punchline. It's just, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I can't imagine having a job, like, I don't, like, just for lack of better, I just can't imagine being that pathetic. That it's like, I'm in such need to be noticed. I'll just sacrifice my integrity to just tweet stupid shit. 
and just like talk shit about athletes and and then when they do oh I can't believe we tra- we traded a two pick for this guy or a second round pick for this guy and then they proceed to trash him for like five minutes and it's like and then you wonder when the guy shows up in the town why he won't talk to you like really like you don't know why like I don't know I just you know, it's funny I was um, you could sent me an article on a on a, a guy that I had on my show. Uh, way back when for the newspapers.com and um, he's retired and everything now, but he, uh, it, it was an old article from when he played junior and um, it was in the local paper here. I'm not going to, I won't throw the guy's name out. Not, I don't know if he care or anything, but I, you know, I won't, but it doesn't really matter for the sake of this exercise. But um, he's like, Oh, you should send him this newspaper article and get a kick out of it. So I sent it to him and, um, and it was basically, he had said how, a guy who was coming into town and they had pushed the team around the year before. It wasn't going to happen this year now that he's here and he's got a score to settle with this guy and whatever and and blah, blah, blah. Well, I sent him the article and he replied back to me, you know, a couple minutes later. And he's like, he goes, yeah, I remember that article. He goes, actually, it was all, he goes, it was taken out of context. He goes, basically, all I said was, uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting my revenge or whatever or or meeting up with this guy and having round two or whatever. Other than that, he goes, the rest of this shit, this reporter made up all by himself. It was just, it kind of took some journalistic uh, liberties. But the guy he that he's in the article that he was saying, oh, I'm going to fucking get even with, he ended up playing with a couple years later in junior, um, in their last year as a junior. And they, and at the time, and the guy told them at the time when he read the article, he was fucking hot about it. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, we'll see about that. And then they were laughing about it a couple of years later in junior when they were on the same team. But just goes to show you, I think that goes back to that Jim Matheson goof there at Edmonton. When I remember I talked about the DeBrusque, or not DeBrusque, um, LaRock, Brent Myers thing when Matheson made up the whole story and was over there telling Myers, or went over and told LaRock that, oh yeah, Myers is talking serious shit about you over in the locker room and got George all fired up. And Myers never said anything to him. Same thing in this. It's like, you know, the guy sort of, Said, oh yeah, I'll, I, you know, I can't wait to see him again and we'll have round two or whatever. And then this guy's writing that big story about, oh yeah, and it's not pushing arts around and y'all straighten his out. Y'all straighten him out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, and then like I said, the guy got, when he read about it, got mad about it and whatever. And they had their little showdown, but it was like, why, why would you do that? Like, I mean, like, especially at that time, cause it's not social media. It's just, it was the local Saskatoon Star Phoenix newspaper. Your article on page three of the sports, writing your little fantasy, basically fantasy fucking fight write up about what what's going to happen here, didn't sell any more newspapers. What did it do? All it did was got the got the guy you wrote about mad. And, and, and got the other guy fired up. So, I mean, now you've put him in a, now you put him in a spot. You know, it, so, like, that's what I mean. That's right there. I can't even remember. I, I don't even remember the reporter's name. It doesn't matter now. It's not like he went on to do anything, but it was just like, there you go. Why would you do that? And just cause shit. And I didn't actually ask the guy if he, like, next time he saw him, did he say like, Hey, what are you doing? Or whatever. I never did ask that, but I'm sure he probably did. I mean, you know, I would have. Like, 
but there, and that, and that's just on a, on a, you know, on at a junior level. Could you imagine the NHL or like with these guys on now? And this is back in like, you know, whatever, 93 or four or whatever. Like, um, could you, oh, it's probably not that, uh, yeah, it'd be 94, 95, 96, right around there, mid nineties. Uh, but could you imagine in the, if, you know, this happened in the days of social media with Twitter and everything nowadays? I mean, I'm sure it does happen, but it's just like, yeah, you're just creating bullshit. And for what? Like, so you can get some more retweets and some more likes? Like, I don't know. It's just... It's just so greasy. Like, what a profession. Like, I'm not saying they're all like that, because they're not. But it's just like, there seems to be a good majority of them. And I mean, you know, yesterday was their fucking Super Bowl. You know, the trade deadline. Every goof and the and their dog was on social media yelling about what we need and what we need to get. And and these are just the fan idiots. Then I said, then you throw in the media fucking clowns with it. And holy shit, it's just a idiot stew on social media yesterday. You know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like the whole professionalism. Well, speaking of professionalism, what was it? I mean, I'm not a big UFC guy. I mean, whatever. I, I hear neither here nor there on UFC. I watch. I don't have a problem with it, but I actually prefer boxing over UFC, or I guess it's MMA. I always just call it UFC, but, um, was it Covington and Masvidal or whatever? You know, Masvidal, what sucker punches him in a restaurant in Miami or whatever. And like after they just had the fight in the cage and was it, I think Covington fucking basically worked him over for, 20 minutes or whatever and got the win, but Masvidal sucker punches him or whatever. And wasn't he with six or seven guys and Covington was by himself. And I don't like, it's just like your professional athletes, like just like act like it. Like, what are you, a group of teenagers running around half drunk, looking for fights to start at the house party, bang shoulders with the guy. What are you looking at? You know, like, what are you doing? Like, just, and it's funny, you just read it online, and, it, and it's just like, I laugh all these, from the safety of their couch, right? That's why you don't mess with Maslow, it's king of the streets, you know, and just like, what, like, what is this, high school? What are they, Crips and Bloods? Like, you're, you friggin' professional UFC fighters, under contract. I mean, Dana White, I mean, that douchebag, I mean, you know, if the guy can make money with him, he's not going to, but I'm like, why wouldn't you fire this Masvidal clown? Like, who is this goof? Like, you're running around sucker punching guys in restaurants? Because, oh, he talks shit about my family. Well, okay, I don't know, like, isn't, isn't that shit at work? Like, figure it out, man. Like, you know. Like, yeah, maybe they legitimately hate, well, clearly, I guess they do legitimately not like each other, but, like, the whole pre-game, the pre-match shit talking and all that like like is it not a work really like I guess you don't work in a shoot and don't shoot in a work wrestling fans don't know what I'm talking about but it's just like what are you doing like just like I don't know if I'm if I'm Dana White I'm firing this clown like but I mean I guess if I, I don't know about I like I don't know if Masvidal like a big deal like, is he a main... Well, he was in the main event, so I guess he's a main event guy. I mean, he lost, but, I mean, he's obviously a named guy. So, I mean, if Dana White thinks he can make money off him, he'll keep him around. That's what I said with Connor McDavid. He's... Or McDavid... Connor McDavid, yeah. Connor McGregor. Was he sucker punching some old guy in a bar and everything else and throwing shit through windows? How's this guy still under fucking contract? Why are you... Why do you employ these idiots? And John Jones, how many 
fucking that goofball. How much shit is he gonna cause? But oh, if, if you can make money off him, Dana will keep him around. Well, oh, but if if you can, he'll fire him, and then he talks all Dana will talk all tough online that he's not gonna put up with bullshit. And oh yeah, you know that goof. Yeah, if you can make money off him, you'll keep you around. Just money, 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 right? You know, never mind integrity or professionalism or anything like that. No, we'll just have the. Yeah, it makes your organization look real good when you got your goofs running around sucker punching people in restaurants. Yeah, and it's all over TMZ and shit. Ah, it's a real good look for the UFC. You know, like, and somebody goes, well, they're fighters. What do you expect? Oh, yo, yeah. You just run around and just beat people up in the streets? Like, what, you know, what do we. Like I said, somebody should tell Masvidal, like, like the, the Joker famously said in the Batman movie, if you're good at something, never do it for free. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, the one guy's, like, I, I can't remember what hockey player it was. He goes, oh yeah, I used to get challenged in bars every once in a while. Some drunk guy would have a few beers and he wanted to take a fight round out of me, but, or wanted to take, wanted to take, try to take a piece of me, but it's just like, dude, I don't fight for free. That's true. What would you fight for free for? I get paid to fight. But just like, just it's just just idiocy. And I'm just reading all these goofs online talking about how oh you don't mess with Masvidal. He's he's the real thing. He's the real one. Like, he's a clown. You're a clown. You're you're almost forty years old. You're running around sucker punching people in restaurants. Oh yeah, what a hero. Oh yeah. Johnny Badass there. Like, just, what are we doing? And, like, Diaz got to get in there and, yeah. But it's just, like, you're 40 years old. Like, just grow up. Like, just, what are we doing? You see these, just these videos, just these, it, just people acting like just buffoons in public. It's like the other day I was telling my brother, yeah, sitting there working and, all of a sudden I hear horn, horn, honk, honk, and then yell, yell, yell. I look out. Oh, we're having a little road rage incident out in the intersection. This guy jumps out of his car and he's all whatever. And he bang on this guy's hood. And it's just like, and the other guy takes off and whatever. It's just, But it's just like, can you not control yourself? Like, are you that mad behind the wheel? That a guy that went early at the four-way, you were there first. That's enough to get out of your car and start pounding on his hood and shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, just, like, I mean, I'm not saying I don't drive around. I don't get, I mean, my, I drive almost 40 hours a day in this, or 40 hours a week in the truck and shit. I'm always driving in downtown traffic and everything else. Actually, it's probably, now that I'm saying it, it's actually probably helped my, my disposition behind the wheel, because it's like, I get paid by the hour, I really don't give a shit. Now, it's not to say, oh, I don't honk at the odd person, and as you kind of pull up, you kind of give them the, what the fuck, you know, whatever. But I mean, I've never been mad enough to like, oh, I'm going to jump out of the car and beat on this guy. Like, what? Or chase a guy down, or whatever, break check him, and all that shit. Like, you just see these idiots that, like, get some, like, anger management courses, like, I guess some people just walk around like permanently mad and just waiting to get fired up over something. It's just like, I don't know, like just calm yourself. What what are you that mad about really in the world? Like you just, you're just itching for it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like 
have some control of your emotions. Like, my God. I don't know. Go do some fucking Zen in the backyard or something. Some yoga. Go center yourself. But seriously, like, in all seriousness, fucking control yourself. What are you, a bunch of animals? Like, just stupid shit. And I guess it, I don't, and it, I, Alec and I were talking about it today. Some guy there in the group. Alex said something. Oh, right away, he's got to fucking flap his lips. Okay, buds. You know, whatever. Oh, you're adorable. Like, this guy's just talking shit. Like Alex said, yeah, he's been a member of the group for over two years. These are his first posts. Is to shit talk Alec about something. Oh, yeah. But it's like, would you say it to his face? Probably not, you know. Actually, I take that back. Nowadays, they probably would. I was saying that to my wife. I said, that's the problem. And it's true. I mean, that quote from Tyson's been around and whatever. And said it a bunch of men. Social media has made a lot of people brave. Because without, you know, without any backlash or anything. Oh, you could just talk mad shit online. Just be a hero and whatever. But I think some of these people mistakenly take it over to the real world. And when something doesn't go their way or whatever, all of a sudden they're going to start flapping their lips. Yeah, you know what? You're going to flap your lips to the wrong person at some point And it's not going to end well. And it's it's coming. You know, everyone's got... The, everyone's time will come if you're going to constantly go around and not be able to control your emotions and get that mad over shit. Like the goof that was banging on the hood. Well, if he's done it once, he'll do it again. And you wait one day. He'll He's lucky he's not down in the States. Pull that shit. Somebody will shoot you down there. But no, seriously. He'll, he'll come and he'll bounce his... He'll go He-Man on somebody's hood. And some dude will get out of his car. And like... And drop this clown. And you know what? He'll deserve it. And it's just like... Yeah these idiots that just can't control their mouths or their emotions. And it's just like the same thing with these professionals. Like you're supposed to be a professional athlete. Now I'm not saying all these guys don't get into issues and bars and whatever, but that's, you know, idiots power drinking. If someone's yapping and you kind of, you have your back and forth or whatever, at some point it gets too much and it's like, or you're, you know, whatever. All right. Well, you know, we'll settle it outside or whatever. Yeah. All right. I mean, at some point, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you should probably walk away because that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. But I mean, at some point, I get it. We've all been there. We've all had our scrapes with things. Sometimes it just that's the way it goes. But to be that out of control that you can't, and then just to say, well, that it's because he was talking about my family and stuff. Well, you had 20 minutes in an octagon to get that frustration out and you still couldn't. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know. The whole, it's just so eye-rolling. Like, just, I don't know. Every, everyone's just a buffoon now. I, I don't, I don't know what to say, folks. I mean, I don't know what this episode, this this episode was kind of all over the place and just probably didn't make a lot of sense. But, I don't know, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the, the video game thing kind of cracked me up because there were a bunch of us talking about it and it brought back some good memories at the deadline and stuff and getting the paper out and doing all that. But yeah, after just reading social media yesterday, like social media bugs me the most of the time, but yesterday was just amped up more so. And then, you know, add in this whole Masvidal thing and just, and then I just saw the road rage thing and all that and just people acting like, just acting a fool. 
and just like no control over themselves. And like, like I said, and as a society, there's so many people that justify it. And it's just like, if your justification is, oh, it's, he's the king of the streets. It's like, he's a fucking idiot. He's almost 40. Like, okay, whatever. Grow up, man. Like, yeah. Anyway, I don't know, folks. Sorry for the abbreviated, well, the abbreviated version. It's almost an hour long, but, uh, sorry for the lack of, like I said, it's been, uh, kind of a, uh, Things got kind of turned upside down here with the COVID and everything and, and work the last couple of days. But, uh, I talked to a few guys. Um, I talked to Luciano. Uh, I think next week, hopefully we, we can record this weekend. That's the plan anyway. And uh, I'll give you a bit. Normally I don't do this, but I will do this in this case. Um, and he, uh, I had talked about him before, but he is a, uh, a real big, huge Dave Semenko fan and he's studied him and looked up old articles and, and you've probably seen his videos online. He has a big Dave Semenko video library up on YouTube. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously I know Dave Semenko in his, in his career, but I mean, not like Luciano does. So, I mean, we'll really get into the whole, I mean, I'm sure he can tell some good stories from a lot of the articles he's read. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about those. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, old big Dave, right. He, he you know, even if you're not a fan, I mean, you know, come and, come and learn something anyway. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun little, uh, history piece. And then, um, Anthony from Las Vegas is going to come on and we're going to do a season, t- another season ticket series. And it's going to be the, uh, East Coast League, uh, 0809. And, uh, he's, like I said, he's a Wrangler, he was a Wrangler fan and season ticket guy. And, uh, so we're going to talk about that and, uh, the, just the East Coast League in general. And, uh, from what happened in that season and some of the wacky promotions that Las Vegas did, cause as I think they won like the Las Vegas, or the hockey news, like, minor league promotion of the year or whatever, like numerous years in a row. They were always doing crazy stuff in Las Vegas. So, um, crazy town. I've been to a few Wrangler games back in the day. They were, it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to talking to Anthony and, uh, yeah, I think those are the two coming up and, uh, got a player interview that I just have to do my questions for and stuff. Nick, I know, um, um, I will, I will say, why not? I'll say it now. It is actually going to be with Battleship Kelly. And, uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, I want to thank Nick for setting it up. And, uh, well, I guess we haven't set it up. I haven't talked to Battleship yet, but, uh, he knows it's coming and we're, we've just talked about some questions that we're going to ask. And like I said, it's a little out of my comfort zone being in the seventies. Again, I know who Battleship Kelly was. I read the Don Cherry book talking about Battleship and uh, in Rochester and all that. Um, but again, not a lot of footage of him. I've seen what's out there, but, uh, you know, this is like a, my com- like I said, my comfort zone's the '90s. You know, that was when I was the, my biggest fan. So, a guy in the '70s, you know, throws me off a little bit. So, I, I don't want to. Uh, I think I've asked a couple people. I went to Steve. I've asked and I got Nick asked, you know, give me some questions because um, I don't I don't want to leave anything any stone unturned. I want to whatever you guys, if there's anything out there that you want to know, get a hold of me in the next couple of days and I will ask them. Um, like I said, we'll, you know, we'll talk about Fatio and we'll talk about Winsick and all those guys. I mean, playing for Cherry and that type of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's a specific incident, uh, that you might want to know about, please hit me up. Let me know. Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email. Or if you're on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter and Facebook, just send me a DM or whatever. Just say, hey, I want this. Can you ask Battleship this? I certainly will. And, uh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Like I said, we haven't set up a time or anything, but uh, I want to reach out, get a hold of them. And uh, 
like I said, that I think that'll be a lot of fun. I, like as far as I know, he hasn't done a podcast, so this will this will be new. So uh, yeah, I have a few players come. I won't say them all now, but I have a few that uh, lining things up with. And uh, shortly here, folks, we'll have some interviews, and I think there'll be some good ones that you'll really enjoy. But in the meantime, like I said, check me out on social media, whatever platform you're listening to this on. Could you rate and review my show? It helps me out uh, in the searches. Also, could you download the episode? I know I always say it sounds so douchey to say, but that's how I get paid, in all honesty. Like I said, I'm always honest with you guys, so I'm going to be up front. Um, no, I get paid by the download. Um, it also helps with the analytics, just see who's listening, um, you know, the demographics, where, and all that type of thing. It's just it's just helpful all around, and all around. Um, so I'd greatly appreciate if you could do that. But uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, Sunday... If if we do, uh, hopefully it'll be the Semenko special. Hopefully we rec- we can record on the weekend and I can get that to you. So, uh, yeah, in the meantime, regardless, I'll be back on Sunday to talk to you guys. All right, everybody, have a good rest of the work week. We'll talk to you this weekend. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?